One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Live from the chess set in Lady Painfort's study, it's a wheezing groaning sound, the only podcast about Doctor Who. And today we're taking a trip to the Ark. So don't get monoid or refusian to listen. But you're all just <laughs> plaguing along. And none of us are doing this for the dough, dough. Hey! Hey! I'm Tom Neenan, and joining me are two men who are never afraid to get out their little one-eyed fellow and make him sick. It's... <laughs> Oh. <laughs> it's Mr. Paul Lynchfield, Mr. John Ray. Hey, hello, boys. How you doing? We're hey. good. We're back. We're back, baby. We're back. We're back after a long time away. It feels mm. good. And we're back with um, uh, the arc. By the way, I never asked this, guys. Have you been watching any extracurricular Who um, while you've yes. been away? You have. Yes. Yes, I've definitely been watching extracurricular Who. What have you been watching? Um, I've been watching um, Where's Will Gummidge? That's very <laughs> Is it canon? And, the big question. And, and Eureka. And, no, <laughs> no um, I've actually, just recently, I've been watching some of the newer stuff. Because mm-hmm. I, haven't, I haven't revisited them since they came out. Yeah. Mm. So I've been watching some O'Tenants and Bits and Bobs going, oh, yeah, nice. that's sort of fun. Yeah, I mean, a lot yeah. Of it, I mean, a lot of it isn't, but a lot of it is. <laughs> so I was having fun. There's a couple of old Doctor Who stories that we've been doing for Wheezing Groaning where I've just gone, oh, I'm just going to watch the next um, story now. Mm. Oh, fun. Which has been nice. Yeah. Yeah. I've done that. I did. I, I, I did watched um, The Green Death uh, the other day, and that is very good. That'll be a fun one to cover at some point, yes. I think. Uh, what's really the what's that. the what's the episode count on that one? It's a big one, isn't it? <laughs> it's a big one. It's a six-parter. It's one of those Pertwee oh, six-parters. It's a six one. Okay, it's not yeah. as bad. Some and of them are eight. That's they? okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's quite fun. Yeah, because only really, I mean, two episodes are just synthesizer moog sounds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two hours of weird library music. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, oh. oh, fantastic! Well, the arc, the arc. Now, I, 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 it's been a while since I've done this, so I'll try and do it smoothly. The Ark, <laughs> on TV but not. What if TV was, but you weren't watching The Ark? What was, <laughs> what was on to also TV, Paul? One of our continuity officers is missing. <laughs> um, well, let's have a little look, shall we? The Ark, it was on on Saturday the 5th of March 1966 at 5.15. Wow. Beautiful. Wow. Now, of course, what I love about the BBC back then is um, programme started on BBC One at midday. <laughs> Beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> lovely, and it started off with a with an interesting documentary called "Making a Play," oh. and this was part seven, and it's called "The Set." And the blurb says this: Adrian Rendell, 
That's all we all immediately a brilliant name. Adrian <laughs> Rendell checks in on the backstage staff and their efforts. Oh. <laughs> okay. Brilliant. Sure. <laughs> Straight after that was a program called Notice Board Public Service Announcements. Oh, I can wow. just imagine what that is. That sounds interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Dog it, for sale. Be, it, yeah, or weird things like, do not eat tzatziki. We do not know what it is yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You mm. know. Um, and then, of course, Grandstand, which went on from 12.45 all the way up until 5.15 when Doctor Who the Ark started. Episode hey. one, The Steel Sky. Mm. I love it that they used to give them subheading episode um, yes. titles. Yeah. Lovely. And after that, you would have had Dixon of Doc Green. And the episode is called Face at the Window. And the blurb simply says this. <laughs> Alice Leggett is old, lonely, but tough. Suddenly she dies. <laughs> Fantastic. It's her Dr. Harold Shipman. Yeah. <laughs> and then at nine o'clock, what a beautiful thing. It was the Eurovision Song Contest. Wow. Live from Luxembourg. Ooh, I wonder if that's the Cliff one or is that the 70s? I don't I'm know. not entirely yeah. sure yet. Yeah. And they in the Radio Times genome blurb, they have every single act in every single song it's like an entire <gasps> page wow but the funniest ever, the funniest thing ever was that the Irish entry the song is nothing remotely hilarious but the man singing it was called Dick Rock <laughs> <laughs> lovely stuff Dick Rock <laughs> oh he comes from a long line of rocks does that a dicky um, and the winner beautiful. the winner was Udo Jürgens <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Mm. And later on, uh, um, after Eurovision Song Contest, which back then was a merciful one hour, 45 minutes. Wow. <laughs> wow. So super quick. Mm. Yeah. Um, there was a program then called BBC Three. What? what? I know. Amazing. BBC Three, question mark. Mm. And it just says, Linda Barron is appearing in Fatal Fascination at the Talk of the Town Theatre and Restaurant in London. Mm. <laughs> wow. Okay. So I presume she does act one during the starters. <laughs> Isn't that Nurse Gladys Emanuel? It is. It is. Yes, wow. it is. Wow. Fantastic. And uh, the space pirate from um, Enlightenment as well. <laughs> yes, that's right. I forgot she's a space pirate. Oh, we must yeah. cover that episode. That's brilliant. We really, oh, no, we really hang must. on. It's not. Um, <laughs> if you were watching BBC Two... And um, you'd have to wait a little longer for programmes to start at midday. You'd have to wait till 3.30 in the afternoon. Okay. Blimey. <laughs> it's worth it. I'm, I'm guessing it'll be worth it. Mm -hmm. Yes, because it, you, you started off immediately with um, film, the moment of truth. And the blurb says, a French film with mostly English subtitles. <laughs> mostly. Oh, that's good. And then a little bit later on, you had a programme called Francis Durbridge Presents. A game of murder? Mm. <laughs> Part two. Mm. Jack Kerry leaves the murder scene to find Rupert Delaney. He hurries to his flat only to find him murdered. Whoa. Oh, my God. So it's just endless murder. Yeah. <laughs> and a bit later on, you had Wicker's World. Yay. Oh, at oh. 8.45. And it's got this subheading blurb. It goes, Wicker's World with Alan Wicker. Open brackets. It's not part of their seaman-like duties to dance. 
close brackets, <laughs> right? Mm. And it says Alan joins the passengers on a luxury fifteen pound a day cruise. Oh, fifteen wow. pounds a day, luxury fifteen <laughs> pounds a day cruise. Would Sir care for some more spam? <laughs> Absolutely spoiling us on this <laughs> luxury cruise. Would Sir care to have his Watney Brown bitter served in a champagne flute? <laughs> luxury. Yes, yeah, so put it down. I'm still using this ore. <laughs> would would Sir care to stub out his Benson and edges on my palm of my end? No. <laughs> Luxury cruises is Doris. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> and just after that was a was a program called Well, we all know this, it's late night lineup. Mm. And it actually says, why not stay up just a little bit longer with Dennis Tuhoy, amazing name, mm-hmm. Joan Bakewell, Michael Dean, and whoever else turns up. <laughs> <laughs> Booking policies were very relaxed in those days, weren't they? I just left the door open. (laughs) Whoever else does. Guy walks in like... (laughs) Oliver Reed? Yes, that's right. (laughs) Tries to kiss Joan Bakewell. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You don't know me, I'm just a tramp that's wandered in, but I've got several thoughts I'd like to talk to you all about, my cubism. (laughs) All right, sit down then. Anyway, that was your joy on BBC One and BBC Two. Huzzah!ああ。ああ。ああ。ああ。ああ。ああ。ああ。ああ。ああ。ああ。ああ。ああ。ああ。ああ。ああ。ああ。ああ。ああ。ああ。ああ。ああ。ああ。ああ。ああ
So that's didn't... how Lulu got the idea for the song. It yeah. stood on a foot. It's on me fucking foot. They went to work with the The cellophane started shit. Damn it, shit. We're gonna tweet. We're gonna tweet the lyrics, Lulu. It's gonna be a hit. It was. Fair play to her. So did they go? It's all on film, this, right? So did they go yeah. to um, a zoo or something? Because it, it looks impressive. I actually think that the, the start of it with the sort of the film and the and the jungle looks really good. Looks brilliant, doesn't it? Mm. Um, and then it um, cuts. And then it cuts to a monoid receptionist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like they're oh. all like doing clerical courses and stuff. This is really lovely. It's like a really humdrum office, but with monoids just getting yeah. on. With <laughs> Because then, yeah, the, the, the Doctor arrives, got a, a lovely materialisation shot. Beautiful mm-hmm. materialisation mm-hmm. shot. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Dodo comes out sneezing, sneezing, sneezing. all over the goddamn place. Mm. Honestly. This, this is a very uh, COVID-based uh, um, Doctor Who story, isn't it? Mm. It is, yeah. It's more, more you know, it's actually, and they're, they're wearing masks at one point as well. It's I know, prescient. it's very prescient. Yeah, and so they, so yeah, they have a look around. They're trying to work out where they are because this, the jungle, like you say, has loads of animals that don't belong together. They've got, they've got Indian elephants, and they've got, um, they've got sort of toucans, and somewhere over there's like a polar bear somewhere, I'm sure as well. And it's all none of it makes sense. No, no, no. The doctor deduces that they might be in some sort of indoor adventure park. Yeah, (laughs) Dodo's come dressed out as Eric from Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. What does she does she say she's wearing like some Bonza gear or like she's got loads of oh, oh no she, one says, she's... she says gear yeah as in good yeah, yeah. that's oh, gear she's the young one isn't she she's meant mm. to be young I mean she's, she's young, young and hip and crazy isn't she yeah but she's written as like young yeah. um, and but then we cut to the set of blankety blank mm-hmm. where <laughs> <laughs> where there's a trial going on and the trial seems to be a man is going to be executed because he left the heating on. Yes. <laughs> the most British of crimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ridiculous. All the terrapins are floating dead in their tank. <laughs> and you think, what are they going to do? Shoot him, gas him? No, no. they sort of miniaturise him. It's amazing. Him. They do. They're going to yeah. make him smaller and shove him up a, a monoid's bum. That yeah. is the uh, punishment for. You have, have to operate the eyeball. Yeah. <laughs> I said to you to become a monoid pessary for the yeah. next month. Oh, God, it's a fair. You'll be working in the sweet coal mine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Jonathan Rain, I use your full name. Your full name yeah. to, to denote trouble. What, what I love is, is this little miniaturization sequence mm. looks better than some of the effects 30, 40 years later. Yeah. It really does, doesn't it? It looks great. Well, not only that, the sets in this look better than anything 30, 40 years later. Yeah, yeah. it's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, there's a lot of money in this. Yeah. They've got good perspective stuff, so the, mm. the, the, the sky, the, like you say, the, the, the sky sort of continues on, doesn't it? It's sort mm. of a perspective trick, it looks really good. Then we have Eric Elliott playing the senior guardian. <laughs> <laughs> what a performance. What a Fine performance. actor, that song. Fine actor, that song. <laughs> that is, he sort of everything he does. And he's like that like, creepy as well. He's got this weird energy all the way through. Mm. I love it. He's, um, he's he's utterly 
baffling and beguiling, isn't it? He really is. His choices. Is that how you're going to deliver that line? Yeah. Yeah, okay, fine. (laughs) He's committed to it, though. That's what I admire about him. He's committed. Well, he's only in one episode, so it doesn't matter too much. (laughs) Exactly. And Mm. he's he's dying for for a lot of it, so Mm. we can sort of hide in there. So, yeah, but then uh, the Doctor discovers that there's a picture of... Oh, there's a cave painting of a zebra with two heads. That's never brought up again. Don't know what that's meant to be about. No, no, no. Right. <laughs> like, no, maybe, maybe, maybe Doctor Doolittle lives here. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't worry nope. about that. Um, they get found anyway, and they are introduced to the Ark, um, which yeah. is where everyone's been. Mini- lots of people have been miniaturized, haven't they? And put in little um, trays in a freezer. Yeah, it's which not is... ama- amazingly clear what's going on. But no, yeah. really, yeah. no. Yeah. Well, it's it's so strange because we've we've also talked about Ark in space, and this is almost mm. the same sort of thing. It's about storage, um, but this yeah. time they've actually come up with an even better idea. Instead of full size people, they just miniaturize them and then put put them on essentially yeah. like a tea like like a tea trolley. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to leave you there now. Yeah. <laughs> you lay your head on this sense. bourbon biscuit, you'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> and thank goodness, the human race have got sort of a, I mean, is it a slave race? It is quite, it's sort of, the politics of this story are a bit dodgy, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> they so are definitely scary. a slave race, the monoids, aren't they? Yeah. They're, like a, yeah. they're, they're, they're the worker bees, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Yes, they don't, they exactly. don't even speak and... Yes. They use yeah. sign well, they language, speak, don't they? they can't yeah. speak. Oh, the sign mm. language is amazing. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so that so we've got this human race where they're all they've been going for like millions is it millions of years? Certainly we're in the future by a lot of millions of years. They, they are lose, ten million years into the future. Ten million years. Yeah. And they're on a seven hundred year journey, aren't they, to yeah. a, a, a distant planet called and is it refuse refusus? Refusus. Yes. Mm. Yeah. And apparently they, they're going there on a hunch. They are. They just. Um, they hope that they will be accepted by the by them. I mean, the planet is called Refuse Us, mm. so that is a that is a leap that they think they're going to be welcomed in. Is all I'll say. We reserve the right to refuse us service. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we reserve the right to refuse us entry. Yeah. Yes. Um, I, but, but but they do sort of go. We're not entirely sure. That's going to be there when we yeah. arrive. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. That's weird. It's weird that you've got seven hundred years for that. So, so we've got taking... a bit bored, and we've decided to shrink everyone. It's <laughs> <laughs> something to do. It was yeah. something to do. Mm. And there's Here a lovely bit where um, Dodo does a no-no on a big toe. That's all I've read. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're building a big old statue. Big old statue of man. Yeah. Yes. Um, which which they say will keep people occupied for the 700-year journey. <laughs> How big is that? It doesn't look that big, the statue. No. What is it? It must take about nine months to do one cuticle. It's like, come <laughs> <laughs> on. Bloody Spanish builders for your siestas. Get a move on. <laughs> So yeah, they're doing that. Meanwhile, the oh, and then at one point they are taken away, and the monoids are driving a vehicle that's the most <laughs> annoying, annoying sounding vehicle it's I've ever heard. So funny! Yeah. It's amazing. It's like it's like it's like they mic'd up every single bit of the car. <laughs> it's just really like let's put eight mics on that. Yeah. <laughs> it's horrible, isn't it? That just it drowns just... out every other noise. Yeah. <laughs> They've got the monoloid at the front there as well. Hmm. He's just sort of looking like, a, you know, looking like he's just sort of a bored guy in a, in a garage or something. Yeah. And it's just deafening sound. It's... Just oh, this crankshaft and like, yeah. the gear's gone in wrong. <laughs> and I'm half expecting at some point for them to just have a comedy haunt. Mar, mar, as they go wrong. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm hoping it's on a track because at some point someone will say to the driver, "Do you know where we're going?" And he'll say, "Oh," because he's got a ping pong ball in his mouth, <laughs> and there's a mop over his eyes, so he can't see. So no wonder they no can't wonder speak. The, no wonder the poor monoids never learn to speak because in evolutionary mm. terms, their eye comes out of their fucking mouth. Yeah. <laughs> But then, so this, so we're heading towards, I mean, it's, I've been trying to go in detail, but like, I guess, like, what the, the main things about episode one is that they arrive, and people are sort of sceptical, they find out what's been going on, they go through, they go, you know, travelling on the 700 uh, year journey, but then uh, Dodo infects everyone. Yeah, yeah, Dodo infects everyone, and then and in episode two, you even get the idea that maybe Stephen might have had an STD that's also. Yeah. <laughs> this is what I was going to say. If this was a Trouton episode, they'd all get VD. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the whole story's called the clap. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but yeah, they haven't. They've sort of. Although, what, what's weird is they've apparently cured the common cold, but no one's immune to the common cold. Mm. No. Which is weird. Which is a very mm. weird decision. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, so they're in trouble because they, I mean, this is one of the first instances where the doctor arrives and people accuse the doctor of something and the doctor is 100% guilty of what's happened. Absolutely. Yeah. I, yeah. I wrote down the same thing. This is oh. the first time where they go, you shouldn't be here. And, and look what you fucking done. Yeah. <laughs> You're destroying our entire civilization just because yeah. you appeared on a whim. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The doctor has fucked up. Oh. So, so then we go into episode two and don't, they're all locked up, right? I mean, absolutely correctly so. They oh. are they yeah. are quarantined. They are they are locked up. They're going to go on trial, um, yeah. as one of them says, for infecting mankind. Yeah. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Um, so they so yeah, they're going to be put on trial, um, which is and we're going to get a trial scene, a little kangaroo court, which is very yeah. fun because there's there's someone in there who really has a thing against him, doesn't he? He's really yeah. um, he really hates him. And based on the thing, animals outside, it's an actual kangaroo as well. Yeah. <laughs> You see, that could have been... I don't know, that was a missed opportunity. It was, wasn't it? Yeah. And it's... So, yeah, so then... But then, uh, here's a bit I didn't quite understand. So mm-hmm. they're going to try and cure the... Um, try and cure Stephen, who's also got a bit of a fever, and the old man, who's sort of yeah. wailing away on, on his bed. <laughs> oh, no. But commenting on everything in a really annoying way. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they decide actually because they've because they've infected all of mankind by just turning up, they're going to be ejected into space. Yes, yeah. <laughs> but then but, but then the the uh, the uh, uh, the poor old I've just soiled my toad. He, imme- <laughs> he, he immediately pardons them. He yeah. does yeah. by a kind of the tannoy. That's uh, yeah. quite extraordinary. So I know that they arrived and they're killing me, but let them go. <laughs> you are right, Dad. <laughs> yeah, I haven't actually. We haven't actually mentioned the clothes. They. Everyone in the future is wearing pants and that curtain your nan used to have to separate the hall from the kitchen. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's what they wear in the future. Oh. <laughs> They're very revealing. There's a few there's a few shows be like, oh my god, they are there's blokes there just wearing pants and, and little bits of ribbon. Yeah. <laughs> very alarming. That's why the journey's taking seven hundred years. It was actually all the engineers were perverts. They can actually get there in two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I reckon it'll take seven hundred years to get that kind of climbing. <laughs> yeah, don't speed up the process. So yeah, so then 
the doctor sort of part of their thing is that the doctor has to cure them, doesn't he? That's sort of what yeah. He, the doctor must find it. You must find a cure, doctor. Find the cure for me. And um, and then so the doctor sort of has a little laboratory, massive boom shot. But we'll we'll, we'll yeah. yeah. <laughs> a lot of boom shadows in this as well. There's so there many are, boom there shadows. Are. Yeah. Um, and doesn't the doctor at one point ask? Don't they need something from animals? Because there's a montage where they sort of are collecting. They're like feeding the elephant, and I couldn't work out whether that was for the. <laughs> Was that for the medicine, or was that... I didn't know what that was about. I couldn't work it out, but the, no, the guy in the bed was like, bring me a monkey to have sex. <laughs> <laughs> Did it cure which, you? No, but it was worth a try. Which, which animal is the softest to fuck? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. I would say he's delirious, but he's always saying that. <laughs> yeah, he, he, said, he said that before he was ill, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of monoids. There's a lot of monoids carrying out Pomeranians and very, 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 very confused koalas. And then, and then they say, "No wonder this is why we got the ping pong balls in our mouth." Yeah. To stop him getting tempted. Any holes a go. <laughs> oh my god! It's an S pod thing. The podcast revisiting S Club 7's insane TV show. Yeah, I can't imagine anyone's binge watched this. Anyone who's not on drugs. <laughs> Thank you for bringing this into my life. Uh, it was honestly <laughs> truly appalling. Guests helped me analyse the show in more detail than anyone ever asked for. It feels weird to me to say the phrase "sex object" in a show that <laughs> was aimed at six-year-olds. Do you think? Do you think there's one of the problems with the show is that seven is too much? It's an S Pod thing from Great Big Owl. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah, so the doctor's sort of go, he's, I, I, he's going to experiment and make an antidote. Yes. That's what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. And there's a weird scene between some monoids. They're doing like secret, like monoid media messages, like hand space, keep your eye out or whatever it mm. bloody means. Yeah. Um, and then the doctor's experimenting. And then doesn't he a little bit later, he starts of like randomly amputating things. Yeah. <laughs> and there's that really weird bit where he spills the potion and he just yes. picks up a monoid, turns on his head and uses it to clean up. <laughs> it's like just, the magician's apprentice, isn't it? Isn't yeah. It? <laughs> he then puts it him really in that bucket is. thing and squashes his head to kill <laughs> The potion he, might, he might as well just scratch his ass, put it in a beaker, yeah. just wash your hands, doctor, and just think a little bit about what yeah. you're doing. It's so haphazard what he's doing. Oh, yeah, so you're all dying, are you? Oh, yes, I'll do something. 
But luckily, it works. And Mm. Stephen gets better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the second Stephen's better, they go, it works. And I was like, leave it a bit, guys. (laughs) (laughs) This isn't science. One person is science. She goes running around the whole place going, Stephen's feeling better. It (laughs) worked. Half hour later, he shut his lungs out. Like, oh my God. Yeah. Also, I was thinking there might this, be side effects. Also, at this point, you'd want to say, "Yeah, but he's from your time where the cold isn't a problem." Yeah. So, so him yeah. feeling better isn't really the breakthrough you think it is. No, it's evidence of nothing. Yeah. yeah exactly. And also, if he's feeling better, that means he's going to go and celebrate, which means at least nine of them are going to come down with another STD. Yeah. <laughs> he's having an all-night rave. Why? <laughs> And then they just go, well, because like, monoids have been dropping like flies at this point, haven't they? Mm, they, yeah. they there's like no, I don't think any, has one human died of the of the cold, but like hundreds no. of monoids. Have I died. want to know that when they die, it's like in Reeves and Moore, where they die and then the ping pong ball <laughs> falls out and they disappear. <laughs> there's something going on. <laughs> now that I am dead, who would take my beloved monoid to be baptized? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh boy um, <laughs> is it landing day Tom <laughs> <laughs> Stephen was thrown out of his lodgings for <laughs> erratic behaviour <laughs> oh but yeah they god. luckily they're well and so mm. sort of then it's it's the classic uh, thank you doctor even though people have died and if you've never turned up we would have been fine yeah um, they sort of go, thank you. And then the guy who was against him in court says, in a in a lovely fluffed line, says, um, sorry I mistrusted you, misjudged you. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, and then they're off. They're off into uh, into the great unknown again. And that is the end of the arc. Mm. Wait. Mm. Or is it? I, or is it? <laughs> I was so kind of not tuned into this episode. Yeah. That when they got in and went, thank you, Doctor, and he went, I thought... Mm. Oh, I must have watched all four. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. But then, but, yeah. But then they come back. Why? <laughs> <laughs> this has happened. Does Doctor Who do this a lot? At the end of the demons, does he come back a hundred years in the future to check there are no more demons? Or yeah. what? <laughs> I don't know. Is this is what he does. I suppose it's, it's, yeah, it's like the Time Lord equivalent of going, oh, Christ, I left the gas on. (laughs) Just has to go back to a planet and check. (laughs) There needs to be a conversation here somewhere where one of them's going, why the fuck are we back here? Yeah, it's baffling. Because they turn up back in the jungle and they're like, oh, we've only been away. Dodo's like, we've only been away a few minutes. Like, Dodo, have you not, it's a time, have you not worked out yet? (laughs) (laughs) So... Oh, you stupid bitch with 600 years in the future. What are you talking about? It's a fucking time machine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And you can tell they've travelled in the future because Mm. the the statue has been finished. But, oh, the statue's a bloody monoid. Oh, my God. End of part two. Mm. That's a really good ending, though. It's a really good ending. That should have been the ending to the entire story. Oh, yeah, just like... Mm. Like Planet of the Apes. You blew it up, damn you all to hell. Yeah. Or or the ending is just Hartner with his dick out. (laughs) 400 foot tall. Imagine if they built No explanation as to why. (laughs) With him sitting on the end of his own dick waiting. (laughs) And a Merry Christmas to all of you. Actually, it it would be even more bleak because the back then Doctor Who'd never had the sting. It just fades out. So it's just just Hartnell sat on his own glands. (laughs) 
waving at them as it fades out. Oh my god! Uh, that would be so good if they made if they made the statue. They hated him so much when he was there that they dedicated seven hundred years to building a statue of him with his dick out. Ooh, that's a replacement. A dick in a pair of balls. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my god. <laughs> so, so yeah. So, but then, twist upon twist, as we rejoin, as we rejoin, <laughs> for episode three, um, there's been a revolution. There's been a bloody revolution. The monoids yeah. can now talk. Yes. Yeah, they've got voice boxes now. But they have to touch all the time in a really awkward way. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's a bit. You know, and one of them's fine. voiced by. Um, the guy who does Zippy, I've forgotten his name. Uh, Roy Skelton. Oh, really? Roy Skelton, yeah, and it's ah. like proto Zippy. <laughs> it is. Ah, oh, the doctor's out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Roy Skelton is sort of number one. They're not given names, are they, no. monoids? But there's no, number just, one, and he's the leader. Um, yeah, and, and they, when they find the doctor again, they immediately arrest them and take them to the security kitchen. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there are two and, sets and now. The roles have been reversed because the, one of the first things you see is a human person who is now a slave and he drops yeah. a, he drops a plate and he gets mm. executed immediately yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> by some steam by some steam yeah very yeah. weird yeah and that's, so now the humans are like the slave race and one of them mm. looks like the sort of bastard offspring of Bob Monkhouse and Michael Ironside <laughs> yes. he does yes <laughs> Like they just gene spliced those two actors together. They did, and, that and you got you get him. Yeah, isn't he? He's a bit too dour, isn't he? Bit too dour. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Right. Um, so yeah, so they're going to land. They've now decided that they are going to land on um, uh, on Refusus, and uh, but number one has a plan that they're not going to allow humans to join them. No, no, cheeky buggers. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, so yeah, it's, I mean, like I say, we're not going to go into the politics of like, you know, oh, if you, anyway, yeah, it's, it's all very dodgy that they sort of go, oh, if you give the monoids any power, then they're only going to start, you know, infighting and going, turning against us. It's a bit, mm, yeah. ugh, ugh, it's not very nice. Um, so anyway, so then they, they head on down to uh, refuse us, um, mm. some of them. Um- um, and for some reason they go, and I'll tell you what we're going to do. We've, mm. We finally reached this planet and we're very angry with you, Doctor. So we're going to mm. send you there as some sort of rudimentary search part. Why? Why? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why they go, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you did it. Yeah, yeah, so they land on Refusers. Um, my favourite thing is when Dodo is talking to the number two monoid. Yeah. And uh, she says, oh, well, then we'll have to get all the humans onto the planet. And then the number two one goes, um, huh, that won't take very long. Oh. And then Dodo's like, yeah. oh, because you're going to kill them all. And he's like, no. 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 <laughs> I didn't say that. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, I meant because they're very small. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we're very good at logistics. That's yeah. how and we've developed a rather good cricket bowl over the years. And, um, <laughs> we're going to throw them all under, under overarm down. Overarm. Shut up! Yeah. Shut up! Mm. <laughs> we're just going to open the door and drop kick them out. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> and then suddenly the doctor finds like a be- like a very palatial like a area on, on the palace. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, lovely, like a Holiday Inn. Mm. It's lovely. Yeah. But no one's there. <laughs> no so one's there. Though. Number two monoid decides that the way if you enter a lovely palace and no one's there hmm. is to fuck shit up yes. it's, to, it's so weird yeah. it's to immediately trash it yeah <laughs> like he's a punk rocker monoid yeah. 
<laughs> wants to throw a TV set out the window. Yeah, yeah. he's like, oh, that's me. Rather than like going, hello, they just start out destroying the place, and then they hear a voice that tells them to stop. Oi, stop course, that. Yeah. <laughs> Who do you think Come you on. are, working for Hermes? Yeah. <laughs> so weird. So yeah, so then it turns out that the, the Refusians... Mm. Are invisible. Are invisible. I mean, f- fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, but if there's ever, a, if I remember watching anything, I remember yeah. watching Supergirl the movie. Oh yeah, where Faye Dunaway is this witch, and she sends a dragon to kill Supergirl, and it gets mm. there, and it's invisible. It's like fuck off. It's uh, <laughs> just say you can't afford to make something that you want to make, and then you've made no, it invisible. But I think, yeah. but weirdly, they they've made the rod that breaks their own backs because they yeah. know they're invisible, and then they spend a lot of time and energy manipulating the set to make it look like they're there. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You see so many fucking strings. It's ridiculous. Oh yeah, it's the, the bit with the flowers going back in the vase, and you can yeah. see every string. <laughs> <sighs> It's annoying. Like, yeah, clearly they spent a lot of money on the elephant and the monoid costume, mm. and then they didn't know what the Refusians were going to look like. Someone should so. have said, hey, mm. what about the elephant in the room? Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? I mean, there's a literal elephant there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant oh. that we'd run out of money. And no, then... no, there's literally an elephant. We better yeah. send it back to the zoo. We don't need it what, anymore. What I was thinking was going <laughs> to... <laughs> what I was thinking was going to happen was that <laughs> the refusions were going to actually be the monoids themselves even further into the future <gasps> that had become invisible out of shame for what they'd done and then the monoids uh, would learn their lesson at the end and then the doctor could fuck off and go yes you see it all makes perfect sense right? <laughs> that would have been an interesting twist that mm. uh, yeah. they they'd already that had they one never twist, explored though. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were tired they were tired <laughs> I, I thought I thought at first it was like ghosts of humans that had been killed there that would have been fun. Oh, like I've been yeah. sent there to, um, and died, and now there were ghosts. But again, didn't do that. Didn't do that. No. Instead, no. we find out it's because of a, gal- a galactic accident or a galaxy yeah. accident is why they're invisible. So it's like casualty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> have, have you been affected by a galaxy accident that wasn't yeah. your fault? <laughs> so two goes to like summon the rest of the party to come down, but gets gets blowed up. <laughs> gets blown yeah, up by yeah. a monoid. Gets all, gets all blowed up. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> because we know that there's a bomb somewhere on the ship, but we don't know where the bomb oh, Jesus is. Jesus Christ. No. <laughs> I mean, literally one episode of story here, and the rest yeah, of it's just <laughs> fumbling. Fumbling. It's a typical Doctor Who thing where you've got a good idea Ooh. that doesn't stretch over four stories, so three of those are just fumbling. <laughs> and this but is the, classic of that. The, yeah. I think from them sort of having the cold and then going away and finding out they've sort of caused damage to the art, or, you know, they've changed the kind of social makeup of the arc is really interesting. And mm, I was really yeah. up for that. Mm. They they sort of don't exploit that. Like, one thing we'll find out later, because, sorry, one thing I forgot to mention is that <sighs> when the Doctor's dropped off at the TARDIS, the first time, in the mm. first time frame, there is, I think, 30 seconds of a monoid reversing one yeah. of those horrible cars. Really slowly. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Reversing. Yeah. <laughs> reversing. It lasts so long. And then when he stops, it falls apart and two yeah. clowns fall out. <laughs> <laughs> it's really unnecessarily long. So f- I was howling with laughter. Yeah. <laughs> watching this poor fucker with a ping pong ball in his mouth and a muff on his head, having to not run anybody over. <laughs> <laughs> the elephant just getting like, run over behind him, getting crushed. And then it's, it's stampedes all over the, the boom man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah, so they are... And the boom falls in Hartnell's mouth. 
become a monoid. End, end of episode three. Yeah. Next week, question mark. <laughs> Just him looking directly into camera with a huge boom mic sticking out of his mouth. <laughs> They'd even have to fade really slowly, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I know in the last second this elephant stampedes past me. <laughs> sound man all crushed on its foot. <laughs> that was the arc. <laughs> man, Doctor Who will not be back next week. <laughs> oh my god. So yeah, so episode four. Oh god. Um, as I said, because all the baby think was we're several years in the future, and they've got the uh, same. They've got the same vehicles. They nothing has changed. Nothing's changed. At no. All. no. <laughs> nothing's um, changed. You, you. The only reveal you get at the end of episode three is you do find out that the monoid statue is in fact the fusion bomb. Oh, fuck yes. off. <laughs> Why would you put it in a giant statue? <laughs> Why? No one, as we find out later, no yeah. one can fucking move it. Yeah. So, why, why put know, it in there? Yeah. They needed a giant to do it. It is, it is the way of the monoid. Yeah, it is. Oh my god. Because they want to recreate that bit from Scanners, right? They yeah. Have yeah. the scene from Scanners where his head explodes. That's right. Um, what, if, so, what, if, what if the monoids at one point go, do you know what? This is a ridiculous idea. We better um, obviously. Diffuse that. Oh shit! No, we can't. Yeah. We, can't. we can't reach it. We can't no. diffuse that. It's going to take another seven hundred years to. Yeah. Fuck's sake! Oh god! Oh, so yeah, me. so the, the the bomb, the head bomb. That's what they're dealing with. Yeah. Um, they want to escape, and so in the kitchen, they sort of lead a a revolution thing where they sort of Ferris Bueller one of the one of the people in the kitchen <laughs> who then gets killed immediately. Immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that doesn't work. Um, yeah, the and is it uh, is it your Harris? Is your Harris the kind of quizzling one? Is he the one yeah, who's like yeah, secretly yeah. likes them? Yeah. So he um, he then turns up on the planet, and once again, he's just like he gets steamed to death in an yeah, instant. In an instant. Yeah, which is a lot of fun. Mm. Um, and and then is it number? And then the fourth uh, the fourth monoid reveals where the bomb is that it's in the head of the statue. Of course, it is. Yes. Mm. Yes. But they can't, like you say, they can't move it because they all right. say it's too heavy. Because yeah. it's what the, it's like the size of the Empire State Building, surely. Yeah, mm. this one's too heavy. <laughs> so what do they do? Mm. Well, it turns out, luckily, mm. as does never be mentioned, I don't think the Rhodesians, no. as well as being invisible, are super strong giants. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, they can do that as well. And they say, we will take the monoid statue down to the docks in Bristol and yeah. we will push it into the water. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what they There do. will be a revolt. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, but so this is the first statue toppling and they, they do it. It goes out into the space and it explodes. Hooray. Yeah, I know. Hooray. And, and all throughout episode four, there's constant... Earthlings coming down on the ship like they're being delivered by Amazon in this yeah. weird little <laughs> little pod, and then the monoids come down, and then they go back up, and then they go back mm. down, and there's like nine shots of just little shuttles going up, yeah. and down, up, and down, up and down, up and down, which I which is sort of baffling because there's been like a little mini um, mini sort of monoid insurrection between the two sides, haven't they? Yes, monoid mm. four challenges monoid number one, doesn't it? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And then that leads to them all shooting at each other. Yes. yes. Uh, 
Don't the monoids also have some infighting and it's done in fast forward and it looks really funny? Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, it was, it's yeah. little Benny Hill, little Benny Hill monoid. Moment. Well, there's that horrible bit where that one monoid, he mm. accidentally rips the toga off of one of the other monoids <laughs> and they're wearing stocking suspenders and a bra. Yeah. <laughs> and they try, wag their finger at him and then chase him around a tree yeah. really fast. <laughs> He's got... He's got his Union Jack boxer shorts on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he slaps one ball monoid in the head and his ping pong ball falls out <laughs> and lands in the mouth of a vicar. <laughs> lands in the vicar's teeth. Who I see? <laughs> or, or, or he hits the back of the monoid so much he's, the actor swallows his own eye. <laughs> <laughs> I have to wait until that comes out, and then I'll be a <laughs> then I'll be a, a duoid. Come out as a brown snooker ball. <laughs> John, that's brilliant. <laughs> it all starts off so simple. This yeah. this whole story. Great idea. We've really, arrived. Really idea. We've, yeah, we've arrived. We created something, and then it just descends into. I don't know what's going on at all now. About no. anything. Well, it descends into the usual kind of society um, metaphors and yes. allegories. That who usually does, but I really liked the idea of, like you said earlier, Tom, them being the baddies, them bringing the evil, yeah, yeah, and then, and then them having to sort it out. That was a really mm. good conceit, but it dumps it in episode one, yes, and then runs off with this bollocks. <laughs> when they're being, um, uh, yeah, well, suddenly they have to, the refusians are like, like you say, that that's all very confusing, and there's mm. infighting and everything else. Luckily, they basically all the monoids are wiped out apart from four who sort of just wants, and then the Refusians say, oh, you can live with us on the proviso that you all learn to live together. Because thank God yeah. the Refusians are super giant, super strong, very wise, benevolent creatures. Invisible, though. Yeah. I mean, you could be having a dump, and then there's something like, <laughs> are you having a nice dump? Oh, I, I, didn't, I didn't know you were in the room. <laughs> <laughs> You've just found a nice cave for a little bit of alone time. Yeah. Hey. Don't what just, are you doing? Oh, Christ! You all go blind. <laughs> like we did. Could you wear a bell or something just so I know when, when you're around? The doctor's like, can you, you can see each other though, right? And he's like, no, not even that. No, no it's annoying. No. Can you close your a, eyes? It is a no. wretched existence. Yeah. <laughs> can you sleep? No. No. <laughs> do, you, do you do anything? No. No, really. We built this place for you. So that's nice of us, I guess. Kill us, Doctor. Kill us now. Kill us now. The only thing we can do is sigh. Lift yeah. up large statues. Oh, that's yes. that's handy. Cause, um, we are the removal God. men of the universe. <laughs> we are the Pickfordians. <laughs> yeah, luckily. I mean, it's so lucky that the Refusings are literally there to solve every single every, problem. It's almost like they are like been written in to write them out of a problem <laughs> that they've got yeah. with this statue idea. Yeah. Oh. Um, they do the classic, Doctor, how can we ever repay you? For, I don't know what. Ooh, a, a bluey. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I had my eye on that toucan. You know, so <laughs> oh, boy. So, yeah, they... they <laughs> I mean, that brings a whole new meaning, the Doctor putting someone's eye out, doesn't it? Just <laughs> getting a bluey off a monoid. <laughs> Oh, that actually that happens in um, in a, a Serbian film, doesn't it? The guy yes. has sex with someone's eye socket. I've yeah. not seen that. And... <laughs> I wouldn't rush to. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, you you sold it to me. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
um, and then and then the doctor, uh, the doctor and Dodo and uh, and. What's and Stephen, isn't it? Stephen, yeah, Stephen. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, it's so memorable are the uh, the, <laughs> the, the assistants in this that I forgot. So then we get them in the TARDIS, which I like. I I always love a bit of sixties TARDIS because then yeah. Dodo comes out in a in a lovely fetching sixties outfit. Mm-hmm. Looks very cool. Um, and and she's like, "What do you think? Is it is it gear? Yep. Is it is it topper? Um, is it happening? Yeah." <laughs> and they're like, "It looks great." Then the, the the William Hartnell sneezes and sneezes himself invisible, and then oh, it's the God. end. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's just that's a Gallifrey and orgasm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, because obviously this is back in the sixties, but they sort of always used to throw forwards to other stories, didn't they? That was what they yeah, used to do. My so heart, well. my heart sank at this point because I thought, oh, there's not another episode, is there? <laughs> and then I realised, no. The, uh, what the, is the what is the next story? Maker. Oh, is that the next story? Yeah, it is. Yeah, okay. and it doesn't exist. And is he only... invisible in that for like a period of time, or is that just <laughs> no? I'm back now. It's all fine. <laughs> I'll be honest. I've not because it, it only exists. I think on audio, or I've not. I've ah. neither read it nor seen it. I'm sorry. Got you for letting you. you down on that one, but yeah. Oh well, there's the arc then. <laughs> there was the arc. Mm. But I, ca- I, re- I, I enjoyed it though. I think it's I, it cracks along in a way that I was surprised by. Um, and there's, there, I mean, it, it's it is a fun watch because the monoids look like look proper alien, and mm. I think that that is that is good. I was mm. going to say they they look like better aliens than like again we are going to see years to come. It's like well yeah you made an effort there that's mm. quite yeah, ingenious well done, thing. Guys. <laughs> Shove a ping pong ball in some poor guy's mouth. And get yeah. it <laughs> it's really fun because they basically wear green sleeping bags, don't they, with like massive flippers on the bottom. They're, yeah, they're, they're, yeah. It must be a nightmare being a monoid. Mm. It took me a while to realise that yeah, they don't have like two legs. They have like they, they're sort of stuck in a dress, kind of. Yeah, mm. like a skin dress. Yeah, it's very weird. <laughs> um, so, what? How? Um, what are we going to score it? I suppose it has to be ping pong balls. Ping pong balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> How many ping pong balls out of a hundred are we going to give it? Do I have well, to go first? Mm-hmm. Your first time, yeah. Okay. Um, I I enjoyed it. I, I did. It's annoying and there's so many kind of hooey tropes and everything, but it's very watchable. Um, and there's, there's some, some hammy acting. You've got Ma- Michael Sher turns up for one, one episode as well. He does. Yeah, yeah. Good, uh, good to see him. Yeah, always fun to see him. Um, so I think for, for 60s Who, I, I, I think it's, it plays with some interesting ideas. I am going to give it, uh, I, so as it's 60s Who, I'm going to give it 60. Oh, mm. nice, nice, yeah. nice, nice. Yeah, um, I'll go next, I don't mind. Um, mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed it because I'd never seen it before. Yeah. So just for that, um, yeah. you know, just like, and the idea is brilliant. We've we've mm. turned up and we've we've created um, a pandemic, which is very yeah. telling. <laughs> um, and then we have to go and sort it out. It's yeah. just such a shame that they ran out of steam with it and then said, "Oh, there's some invisible people. They could do everything." Bye. Yeah. <laughs> and it just sort of runs out of its own steam. But I I like the sort of um, mini monoid um, sort of mini revolution that happens as well. Um, yeah. Weirdly, the the Earthlings are sort of like forgotten. Completely yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's a completely redundant storyline and it's supposed to be the main storyline it's all yeah. very odd but the idea of like a benevolent race then going fuck this we're no longer going to be your butler we're going to we're going to rule is mm. great and that and um i think hartnell's really good fun in it um the, the yeah both the it, they're not the best of companions on it it's not their fault it's no. just they're just not they're just not very memorable yeah um, 
but I, yeah, I'm around about the same. I'm going to give it. I'm, yeah, I'm going. Do you know what? I'm going to do exactly the same. I'm going to follow Whoa. Tom's lead and give it sixty. Sixty. Sixty eyeball ping pong balls. <laughs> I don't think John's going to match us on this one. <laughs> I don't think he is. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to echo exactly what Paul said. Though. I think it's yeah. a great story idea. Mm. And if they could have stretched four episodes out, the fact that the cold is getting worse and worse, and maybe developing into like flu and mm. things like that, all basic stuff to us, but yeah. alien to other cultures. I thought yeah. it would have been a brilliant idea if the monoids then caught the code and that's the reason they became refugions or something, or, mm. or then, ah, like an yeah. evolutionary thing. Evolutionary, it, it, yeah. It, yeah. yeah. And then, so the doctor's like, he didn't, act, you know, by actually interfering, well, by turning up and creating the code, he actually accelerated the monoids. You know, yeah. it could have been a really lovely episode like that, and you'd be like, mm. "Oh, that's cool." But no, mm-hmm. they don't do that. But I thought the minute they got into the TARDIS and went and then came back, it was ruined from then on right. <laughs> as a story because yeah. you've, you've, you've taken all the tension out of it in a way. Yes. So, did you really um, want it to be a one-parter? <laughs> no, I, I wanted the story from part one to be the story for all four stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but the way it jumps about, and like I say, it's just three episodes of fumbling. I thought. Mm. Um, so I'm going to give it. 45. 45. Because I did enjoy oh, it. Right. it. It's yeah. not like I hated it. Mm-hmm. I just got frustrated that there wasn't enough fuel in the tank to keep it going. Yes. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay, that's Hang on. Fine. That so work. what? So, gonna... so that... I've, done my, I've done my maths wrong. It's a very very basic maths and I have done it wrong. It is, it's yeah. 165 ping pong balls we've got there. Mm. That's lovely. And listen, wheezing groaners, just be mm. thankful that it's 165 ping pong balls and not 165 statues of the doctor sitting on his own dick. <laughs> See, we do have standards. We do have standards. Yeah. See? <laughs> and there's some correspondence, as usual. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> yeah, Ben Lovely. Thomas says, The Ark. It's been a while since I've watched this one, but how many different regional accents does Jackie Lane go through in the four episodes? Lucky she's like, oh, I got all killed. Yeah. Like, there is a lot of different... There is. Spotting. Lucky she didn't lapse into Jamaican patois. <laughs> They'd have had to restrain <laughs> Billy Hartnell from taking his stick to her. Greg Newport says the arc I like the concept of halfway into the story the TARDIS goes 700 years into the future Mm. to find out how the humans get on second waves abound was Boris in charge (laughs) perchance first appearance of Mr. Bronson in Doctor Who 2 Yes, that is true, Michael Sheard. Andy Elias says the arc, a.k.a. Chock-a-Block, the next generation, (laughs) featuring the cast of South Pacific on Mogadon, playing Give Us a Clue with Tim Burgess, only his mouth is an eye because reasons. Plus, the Doctor (laughs) considers an elephant and Peter Purvis stifles Dodo's sneeze like Albert DeSalvio would. Oh, yeah, he puts his hand over her mouth, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Becky says, The Ark, I like the Moonoids, uh, and if all the Doctor Who monsters formed a Beatles tribute band, (laughs) the Moonoids should be on drums. Definitely. And is there any more? They are. a bit of the, uh, they, obviously they look a bit, you know, Beatles-y, don't they? They do. <laughs> they look bloody stupid. Um, <laughs> fantastic Mr. Ox says, The Ark. I really love the story. Classic, warm, 60s fuzziness. My favourite Hartnell. Very disappointed the Moonoids never came back. Take them away to the security kitchen is still the bo- uh, both the best and most unexpected line in the entire history yeah. of Doctor Who. <laughs> I love the idea of a security, security kitchen. Security kitchen. Yeah. Uh, and just checking this oh uh, Darren McKay says the arc do the Moynoids have a security lounge security toilet security airing cupboard <laughs> and a security hallway although to be fair enemy of the world had the latter it, yes it did, <laughs> did it? <laughs> kept him prisoner in a hallway <laughs> and finally Nick Nick H says yeah. I bloody love the arc they really went um, all out with the scope and the vision pity mm. about the security kitchen though <laughs> 
There we go. So there's the correspondence. I think we're kind of in tune with our in yeah. our listeners there, aren't we? Yeah. I think it's. I enjoyed it. I think it is. I mean, it's it's silly and it's enjoy. You know that you watch it to be. Uh, you know, be a bit fun and a bit silly. And the monoids do look great. And it's a great idea. I've never seen the mouth used as eyelids no, <laughs> ever no. again. No. <laughs> it's amazing. Interesting. I don't know. Just I, I, just, yeah. just be thankful that they weren't doing handstands. That's all. I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Put a pair of glasses on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my word! <laughs> oh, that one, that one's smoking a cigar, I think. <laughs> well, how do they all look like Groucho Marx? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's good because if they were the Groucho Marx, then the other species is is the silent one, isn't it? Curly. Yeah, yeah. Called. Harpo. 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 All, so yeah, all makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I never forget a face, except for oh, <laughs> in this instance. Um, wow, that was the arc. Thanks, guys. This yeah. has been this has been lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, how do we end these? <laughs> well, we yeah, usually we say keep following us at Weezing Pod. Oh yes, at Weezing Pod. Mm-hmm. We got a lovely cartoon, didn't we? Done this week. We did. Oh, that was, that was nice. amazing. Yeah. yeah, really like that. So any any more of those things to keep us uh, keep us buoyed and keep us in uh, in good spirits, then they're always appreciated. Also, the uh, Anthony Ainley one. I mean, it was. Uh, <laughs> Delgado looking at at Ainley's book of not Ainsley Ainley's book of fannies hello Jill yeah Um, yeah that was um, that was great and we also got I mean we sort of got confirmation from Matthew Waterhouse online yes oh my god yes he said he hadn't seen it but he's heard about it he's heard about it he's (laughs) seen it he's seen it (laughs) (laughs) that's why he had to leave Forced out because of the big book of fannies. Yes. <laughs> now I'll never know what that fanny looked like. <laughs> uh, it's going to be. I love the fact that it's so, this is this podcast is slowly turning into sort of a serial, but for one specific yes, item. It's <laughs> turning into like a true crime podcast <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> about a sexual pervert, yeah. <laughs> written by Chris Chibnall. Yes. <laughs> We have flying fannies at some point. Yeah. <laughs> a, a Chris Chibnall joint at the end yeah. of the Oh, no. Oh, gold. I'm oh, not smoking that. <laughs> yep, there we go. Uh, there we go. Yeah. We'll see you next time. See you next time on Wheezing Pod. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs>
Hi, I'm Keza McDonald. And I'm Ellie Gibson. And this is our new show, Extra Life. It's basically us talking to funny people about video games. When I was a kid, it was Grand Theft World. There's Sinclair ZX Spectrum. We talk about the games people remember from when they were kids and what they're playing now. Guitar Hero. The Last of Us 2. Combat on the Atari 2600. No, I love Pokemon. Anyway, find us anywhere you get your podcasts. Extra Life. GreatBigOwl.com When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.